Episode 49, Downtime or Treason. Welcome to episode number 49 of the Adventures in Lolly Gagging podcast. We are one ep away from 50. Hello. We're so close. Wow. <laughs> Hello, Long. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long time. Yes, 50 episodes. Pretty crazy. Remember when we used to do like three episodes a night? Yeah, that's insane. I don't know how we did that. I don't um, remember how we did that yeah back before we recorded we used to have like four or five hour sessions sometimes like we would we would start at like like six or so seven and we go to like 11 11 30 and i was like we just we were just playing we had like our dwar- dwarven forge out there and stuff oh, we had yeah. painted miniatures we don't do that no more we don't now do we that got anymore. these paint lines yeah <laughs> my squiggly lines all squiggly over lines. the map we're gonna go one of these ways which way do you want to go the teal one the purple one or the red one which is great because people who are listening to us are like what the hell are they talking about i'm like oh that's right they can't see the map can they when we were trying to figure out how they were going to get to the tomb and the waystones they were like drawing squiggly lines all over our map and uh yeah so that that, that went great uh let's see uh let's summarize what what has happened recently crazy things have happened recently you all returned to Verdum after a nearly a month long excursion into the outskirts, which is like the immediate farmland area outside of Verdum, and then even further into the hinterlands, which is across the Tersvela and to the north. There's even still more northern stuff to go if we ever get there, if we ever want to go there. Uh, but uh, you all returned with Cressida that you dropped off at uh, at Merlin's place. Many of you were injured and sick on your way back. On the way back, you discovered that the marauders that had been marauding uh, throughout the uh, the farmland uh, had moved their encampment further southward across the Tershvela River and have taken over the Sunbearer Abbey. Uh, that is the group of worshippers who kind of worship the god god emperor. They call themselves the Sunbearers, etc. You guys made it. You made your way back into town through a sewer entrance, popped out, and then immediately failed a stealth test to move about the streets because the two of you are like heavily mutated. And so are a lot of the folks that are attacking them. So it's easy for people to mistake the two. Uh, and so you guys got chased out. So that's Stekis and Hubert got chased back into the sewers where they hung around until nightfall uh, when the group kind of came back. But then for some reason, uh, as you, I guess, did you roll? I think it was, this time it was... Zofia, who failed the stealth test. Yeah, it was a crit fail. Critical yeah. fail. So worst possible thing was that that dude, Grizz, who has been uh, giving her the stink eye for almost the whole campaign, uh, at least for a good 30 eps, uh, was uh, was just wandering by and saw you and attacked you. And you didn't even jump into the... Like you had a moment when you could have like, just gone ahead and jumped in, but you said you turned around and talked to them. Did you ever think about just continuing to run and just like hop into the sewer there, Sophia? I feel like I did jump into the sewer pretty quickly. I had a very long conversation. You turned around. Yeah, exactly. Coder and I remember it the same way. I just, I had that, you know, aren't there other, you know, external forces and we should get together and fight them and yeah, stop with these petty internal squabbles. It's the stowing discourse and stuff. Um, mm. What is it that, that you do like pit sides against each other in conversations when you get stressed? Yeah. What's your alignment again? 
Sophia? Um, you don't know? I'm blanking on the word. This character that's mayhem. been alive for 50 episodes. Ad- <laughs> Adaptation and mayhem. Adaptation, yeah. Meanwhile, you're right now we have two other people. It's Josh should be online in a minute, but the two other people are like, yeah, we we had to re-roll our characters and we still don't know our stuff. So uh okay, so before that happened, before Zofia almost died to Grizz, the a couple of you, Bear, Lavinia, and Zofia, had a chance to wander about town, got a little bit of the lay of the land, a little bit. Uh you spoke with Loudon, who explained how things weren't going great because Conlon seemed overwhelmed by the sudden appearance of this marauding army, and he doesn't know how to set up proper defenses. He's kept uh, the vast majority of the wardens uh, under house arrest and jailed, basically. The only reason he hasn't executed some of them is because Loudon has managed to talk him down, has gotten the council to kind of talk him down from doing so. So Jonas Fair, who is one of the blood wardens for the governor, and Ralph Wilhelms, who was sort of the head of the head of the wardens for this town, which you all met in like episode three, something like that. The two of them are apparently in jail. Sonia Nichols and Gus Burl are now running the warden, uh, the warden group, even though that's not what they call themselves anymore. It's more like a town guard or a verdum guard, and they wander about without any kind of uh, military training. Uh, and there is this huge uh, marauding army, and that's. Uh, that's not too far away. That's less than four hours away. And the fear is that they might be getting uh, getting antsy and wanting to come attack. So we we ended the episode with you all running through Crafter's Row in the streets. A couple of you were carrying uh, Lavinia and Zofia, who were severely injured, both of them, uh, running through the streets uh, and into uh, into the clinic while being chased once again after another critical fail. Uh, by Gri- by Grizz and his two uh, his two compatriots, but fortunately, you got to the clinic. Loudon happened to be on the street and managed to use some of the people that he knew, that some of the people loyal to him, to kind of scare off uh, Grizz and those folks. And you all made it into the clinic. We did some healing off uh, off air because uh, that stuff takes a while, and it's not the most interesting radio in the world. Uh, but other than that. We're going to pick up basically where we were, or at least sometime later that night, after Lavinia and and Sophia have undergone some kind of surgery, successful surgeries. Stekis, Hubert, the two of you, you are mutated, clearly mutated. You've already caused a bit of a commotion once. You're inside the clinic. Uh, Charlotte is happy to see you, Hubert. Uh, we'll say that Doc Quelly is frustrated at seeing you, Stekis. And feels that uh, you have failed her, having not returned with the boy, Chadwick. And that's where we'll pick it up. So what are we looking to do? And it's on the two of you as Sophia is recovering right now from her surgery. How much do we know about what's going to happen? Like, what's the city's plan? So, I mean, if you if you talk to the, the folks in here, there's a few. Uh, Charlotte, you can speak with. Tim, who is another healer, neighbor of Charlotte. Uh, and then maybe even Doc Quelly will punch you know fill in from time to time but from what you have heard uh they have been reinforcing the walls as best they can uh with some of the crafters being repurposed to do so they have been making weapons and handing those out like uh crossbows or excuse me uh, bows and arrows stuff like that nothing nothing fancy uh to a lot of the people and just drafting all of those who live here 
uh, into into service, and that's it. They don't have they don't have any sort of grand military leadership anymore. That's all been aside. So it's just a bunch of people that are just making the best of it. Is Loudon still here? He can be sure. Yeah, we'll say uh, we'll say he 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 leaves while the surgery is going on. Checks back in a little later to see how they're doing. He comes in. He's got a group of people that he brought with him that he's going to say uh, are going to stay out front just to keep an eye on things to make sure Grizz doesn't try to do anything else uh, or Conlon's uh, Conlon's people don't try to do anything else. Uh, so gives you some measure of safety. But he comes in. You can ask him anything you want. I'll start by kind of. I understand that our appearances are not the best. You look, um, you look like creatures from the abyss. Yes, that was uh, an unfortunate accident in a fight. However, I have some military training. If you can arrange for some time for me to assess what the defenses are, I may be able to help. There are far too many. There's dozens and dozens of them. It is going to be a bloodbath if there's not something done. Uh, He thinks about that for a minute, and he's certainly open to hearing you, hearing what you have to say. Uh, It's best that you try to do this at night, and he'd be willing to try to to bring you tonight if you wanted to take a look. Yeah, I want to see if I can use... uh... Warfare to help gauge a better way to increase the defenses or make a plan okay. like funneling the man, making a specific point and the walls less reinforced. That would be a beneficial if that's the place that they attack for us, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So sometime late that night, not immediately right now, but sometime late that night, you guys can ask any other questions you might have. Um, but, uh, but he'll, he'll escort you around as best they can. Uh, and you can kind of give them your your input. All right, what else? Uh, what's the weather like? Like, are we past like the harsh times of winter, or is it still? No, uh, it's been getting worse the past week. Uh, as you guys have been coming back, the snow has been getting heavier. Uh, the fear is that there's going to be one more storm before winter fully breaks. When that'll hit, no one's sure. But there's about a month left, give or take, of winter, and likely there's going to be one more big storm in there. Okay. I'm going to go over to Doc Quelly and apologize for not being successful as of yet. She can't even look you in the face. She's just like looking away when you come and try to talk to her. As of the apology is not really meaning anything, I will resume my efforts as soon as able. Okay. I'll just go stand uh, and look at the damage that's been done to the Lavinia and Zofia and just think on how I can perhaps prevent further in combat with people getting almost murdered on a regular basis. Yeah, Lavinia's got a butchered leg uh, and she's got a couple weeks worth of recuperation before that's going to function properly anymore. Uh, Zofia has got two issues with her head, some kind of head injury, and then she had an eye problem also has a couple weeks worth of that. One of those injuries was uh, the the serious injury, whatever it was, Sophia, wasn't successfully treated in, uh, when we did it off air. But the Correct. surgery was the grievous, the, the important one, the grievous one, the surgery was successful. So we're going to have to try the treat injury again tomorrow. Uh, and we're racking up a bit of a medical, medical bill for you all. Uh, 
as you're going to have to sell some of the, the loots and things that you found on your travels. A couple, couple things here and there. Uh, is there anything else you want with Loudon, uh, or we can just have you and Stekus or Stekus and uh, and him go and do their inspection? Hubert can go with that too if you guys wanted. Uh, just the last thing, if he knows the situation of the wardens, if they're being called to assistance at all. So he explains that over the past month, some have been set free uh, as they have kind of sworn an oath of fealty uh, to the council to Conlin. Uh, but there's a bunch of others who just refuse to do so. Uh, there's just they're in no way, shape, or form are they going to do that. Uh, so a good two dozen uh, are still locked up. Uh, there were another dozen or more that are, you know, maybe maybe twenty that uh, the numbers are, aren't entirely clear that are outside the walls that were likely assigned either to the prison area or to the mines, and they have not been let in. And then you've got the two main leaders that you know of, one with the blood warden, like the, the right hand of, of the governor, Jonas Fair, and Wilhelms are both locked up in the jail specifically. All the other wardens are like under house arrest in the, uh, the former landing office. Okay. Real quick question also, and I know I'm not necessarily awake, but just from a it's fine. We can clarification. Um, there was also information that there were some scouts that were sent out east but no one has heard word from them. So Loudon, it's not scouts. Loudon has been, and he speaks quietly, but since he's in present company, he trusts. So you all, and then Charlotte, and then uh, Tim and Quilly all seem to be on the same page here, at least uh, to some degree. Uh, but he has trying, trying, he's been trying to keep communication with Gisela Tripp, who you all, or I should say Lavinia met uh, when you were investigating the murder at the mines with Keon. Uh, she is uh, a decently high-ranking monarchy official. She's more of a steward than she. She's not like a military person, but she's more of a person who's just in charge, like a manager. Uh, and she apparently has uh, taken some of the people from her mining operation, including wardens, and they have uh, bunkered down in the ruins of the old uh, Fort Jaeger because it's a sturdier, safer place than the mines themselves, which are, as you all remember. Just a bunch of tents, uh, and so this this other place, while in ruins somewhat, still has walls and things like that here and there that might be able to be restructured. So Loudon has been trying to communicate with her, and he's been sending messengers because uh, he's he knows of certain ways in and out, just like Hubert does. And some of his messengers haven't returned, and they should have by now. So that's possibly a way that we could be helpful to this group is you know possibly trying to. Go find those messengers or possibly be a messenger for him as well. And you also know that the the town council, Conlin and them have sent out official scouts west to try to get a better gauge of the numbers and the intentions of this marauder group. But uh, their scouts have not been able to report back either. So what's causing that, whether those two things are related, doesn't know. They're going in different directions, obviously. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to try to get from him um, tonight? Uh, I think that's all for me. Okay, so uh, Stekis, you uh, you're going to go ahead and just do a round, like a, just a little round that Loudon is doing with his group. Some he can he leaves some people behind just to keep an eye on the clinic, just to make sure that they're not just left. You guys aren't just left alone. Uh, Hubert, do you want to go with that or do you want to hang back? Yeah, I'll be a little bit active here since it's night. Okay, 
so as you go and tour the town, uh, some of this is familiar already to you, Hubert. Stekis, you haven't been in Verdum like ever. <laughs> like, this is a new place uh, almost. But uh, the walls extend from the western, the kind of the western cliff edge of the uh, of the town. Remember that Verdum's on a little bit of a of a rise, kind of a cliff that overlooks the water. And then there are switchbacks that go down towards the beaches uh, in the pier where you all originally arrived. The, remember that the the docks and the pier are inside the walls. The walls themselves go up and around kind of the northwestern side, and they kind of make this uh, upside-down U. Uh, and so the only real easy, simple ways in are through the two gates. There's the gate that heads off to the western side, so the sun bearers, the farms, and the outskirts, etc. Then there's the gate that goes off to the northeast, which heads to the mines, which heads to, uh, heads to the prison, which heads to Fort Yeager, which heads to what was once the governor's nest. And so the walls themselves are wood, uh, so they're they're wood posts. Uh, so you just just logs that have been cut and put in place, spiked. Uh, there are some uh, some walkways that have been placed, some like little beams here and there, where you can see folks uh, kind of stand at attention. There's a variety of bins where fires have been lit to keep uh, to keep people who are on shift warm. Uh, you can see that some of the walls themselves have been more structurally reinforced, so they're a little thicker, but it's still wood. The gates uh, are heavy, and the, and the the walls are generally around 12 to 15 feet tall. It's a little jagged, but it's about 12 to 15 feet tall, spiked at the top. Uh, there's occasional thicker thicker points, like uh, like joint points, where the, uh, where the walls extend outward from. Uh, but the gates themselves are also some kind of heavy wood, and there's fairly large cross beams that are placed behind it this is not a place that's well suited for a siege. Uh, the walls are mainly to keep stray things out. It's not to, you know, withstand some larger force. Um, for the longest time, people didn't even know a larger force existed uh, in this area. They thought it was kind of just scattered frontier land. So go ahead and roll your warfare test there, Stekis. Standard's fine. Can I assist in this? Sure. Go right ahead. You have warfare. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. He's a soldier, man. Cell sword and hedge knight. That's right. So I roll a normal check and then roll an additional d10. You roll your normal checks. He he rolls d10. Uh, I helped with a nine. Okay, so that's not good. Because uh, yeah, uh, Stekis rolled a fifty-seven, needed a fifty-two. The nine replaces the five and makes it a ninety-seven. So both rolls fail. You can spend a fortune point. They're refreshed for tonight. If you want to re-roll one. Yes, I would like to re-roll. And I got a 14. Okay. So uh, you would notice a few things. It wouldn't take much for them to break these gates down. Uh, There's no major towers that flank the gates. Uh, There's nowhere to set up things that would commonly repel them, like vats of oil or anything like that. Uh, There's a handful of spots here and there. There's like little beams and rafters that people can stand on and and shoot from and just do spotting. But if anybody came up here with an even halfway uh, legitimate uh, attempt to break these gates down with some kind of battering ram, even if it's crudely made, they'll be able to take it down. This isn't this isn't going to hold up to a full on assault. Now, the the one good thing is that there is somewhat of a of a bottleneck to get to the western gate. 
uh, because you have to kind of come around the uh, the Lake Duxel, and then there's like a road leading up to this gate. So there's a little bit of a bottleneck uh, for about a half a mile or so. If if someone really wanted to and they had the numbers, they could easily get in here. So it may be better to set up like a. I don't know what is there anything on the way, or is it just kind of open at the bottleneck? Uh, you're on kind of like a on, on a descending road. So uh, Vertum's on a cliff, and then when you head west, it kind of slowly kind of declines down to like a more level surface with the ocean uh, to the south and with the lake to the northeast, and it becomes a little bit more. So you have the benefit of elevation there. So I just would want to communicate that no ma- pretty much if there's any kind of a force, and there is, we were there, we saw what it was. There's dozens and dozens, and they have war machines, essentially war wagons that they had that they could use to easily assault and take the town with the way that the walls were built. You would know specifically that the way in which those walls are shielded, uh, like, or excuse me, those wagons are kind of shielded along the sides. They, like, they're built to withstand some level of attack. Uh, definitely arrows wouldn't be hugely effective against it unless maybe they were on fire. Uh, if it was possible... You you know you could roll things down the hill here to sort of interrupt any any mounts or any wagons that are coming up, but it's not like you really have much of that. Uh, if you had if you had something that you could roll down, if you had like extra timber or if you had something like that, but it's hard. It, it just doesn't seem like a particularly effective thing, especially since in order to get some of the materials, you would have to leave the town and somehow recover it, return with it. So basically, it's going to be nigh impossible to defend from the force is the gist that I get. Considering the defenses, considering the lack of any kind of military or siege experience of the people who are trying to do this, and considering the numbers and the viciousness that you've seen from those uh, that you've that you've fought thus far, it's a matter of when, not if, the gates fall. They'll hold for a little while, but eventually they will likely fall unless something else is done. Yes, I would just come communicate that in my opinion there is nothing that can be done to prevent the fall of the town at this point we need to make an evacuation plan and as soon as the walls break abandon the town otherwise almost everyone will die and loudon is in a hundred percent agreement with you and he's like he says um, and that is exactly what i have been doing and he looks around to make sure no one's listening in concert with uh, Wilhelm's and with Fair, they have both said very much the same. This is not the type of town. Our defenses are such that any force will be overrun. We have been working on communicating with Miss Tripp some way to get the people out of Verdum at a certain point and get them over to the to the fort. Unfortunately, Conlin will not hear anything of the sort. He will not abandon the town. And he will not let others, and many of his followers won't abandon the town. They're under some delusion that's because they just took this town, that it's theirs, and now they must defend it. And I appreciate that from a rhetorical and an emotional perspective. But in all reality, we're going to be slaughtered here. We have half as many folks that they do uh, in fighting shape. And they have greater forces, greater numbers, greater training. And we have leadership that has recently changed hands, which... I've also noted as quite curious, don't you think, that this force suddenly appears on our doorstep just days after our town is overrun. 
taken over. The very military forces that exist here suddenly put into jail and unable to come out. And now we have a force that if if we actually had scouts properly out uh, in the outskirts looking, uh, we could have had forewarning of them attacking our farms. We could have sent out reinforcements. We could have pulled some of those people back within the safety of Verdum. We could have reinforced this place, but we didn't. This can't be just coincidence, can it? I imagine not. Yeah, we've been cornered to some pretty bad position here. I have no idea where this force came from, but the best look now is I think we go east somehow and recon. That is exactly my plan, but we've I've been communicating with, with Gisela. I've had men and women under my employ who I trust the benefit of being in my position all these years is that I get a good sense of who here is honorable and who here is not. And I have sent several to communicate, and for a few days, those weeks, those communications were, were working. But now I have not heard back from some of them, and that concerns me. And to be honest, if we were to try to just up and leave, which some have, it has not been met with kindness by the gods. Where, where as much being captured and held within these walls by Conlon and his men as we are keeping the gates closed to protect us from those that are without it. It's, it's, we're, as much, we're in a prison ourselves. We can't leave. Could you not use the sewers to get out? To some degree, yes. But we have, we have to be careful. If we did it in mass, then we alert those that are trying to prevent it. I, it, I am of the, the opinion, and so is Wilhelms, and so is Jonas, that there are forces within the town that are working against us, not for some sense of noble duty that, that they have taken over this town, but they are trying to actively undermine our ability to thrive in Vertum, and they are somehow working with the forces that are attacking us, that are planning to attack us. The timing is too coincidental. It's absolutely not. You'd have to be a naive sod to believe that this is, this is coincidence. And so then who do we trust? I can't... I, I, some on the town council have shown reason in some cases. In other cases, they haven't. Markov is selfish, self-absorbed, and of late hasn't been speaking. And while Zelda and Vendelgard are pragmatic folk, they've been focusing most of their efforts on organizing the craftsmen, craftsworkers. But who do we bring out? We can't just suddenly have 60, 70 people leaving through the sewers, especially since we don't know who amongst them is aiding these folks. And I don't even know whether or not Carlin is part of this. I can't for the life of me figure out why he would want to take over the town only to let it get run over. Right, that doesn't make any sense. There's a third force in play here. I agree. I just don't know who. I, I don't know what their aims are and why on earth they would want. It's perplexing. Yeah, I don't think it's something we can find out overnight. It definitely takes some looking into. Yes. Be careful who you trust. I trust Charlotte. I trust Dr. Quali. She's too 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 lost in her grieving for her missing Chadwick to do it. And she's always been a good person. They seem to trust that man Tim. I do as well. I trust Jonas. I trust Ralph. I was never a huge supporter of the governor, but I'll say this. There was organization, at least. I am worried. Even if we flee the town, what's to prevent them from continuing to follow? And if 
somehow there are people within Verdum right now that are aiding our enemies at the Sunbearer Abbey. Who's to say that if we evacuate the town, they don't continue to funnel them information, our whereabouts, where we're going? Why would they suddenly just stop with Verdum? If their means is just to slaughter us all, that is their aims, then they'll do it here. They'll do it at the ruins of Fort Diego. They will do it within the walls of that god-awful prison. They'll do it in the mines. And of course, this is all happening during winter, when we have no ocean-capable vessels in port. Seems like it was at least planned very well. Yet Conlon says, I am paranoid and I am an old man. At least one of those is true. And even if I am paranoid, so be it. So at this point, we'll say you guys have been having this conversation. You've been walking. You make it back to the clinic. You head back inside. Bears there. Sophia is like in and out of consciousness. Painkillers and the like. Lavinia is being tended to by Charlotte. Everyone's exhausted. Uh, get a get a night's rest. Uh, maybe you just crash in the clinic for now. Uh, and then morning comes. You all can reset your peril. That's fine. Uh, we can go ahead and do another quick treat uh, on try to, to treat the injury. So in the morning, we'll have Charlotte take some time to try to treat that other injury you have with the head wound. She will fail. Needed a 65, rolled a 68. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll re-roll that and fail. So still have not succeeded in fixing that head wound. Still haven't started yep. to recuperate. Uh, who needs healing healing? Like just a quick heal? Um, I think three of us, Lavinia, Bear, and Sophia. Okay, so where are you at, Bear? Seriously. Okay, so seriously will be standard. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, Charlotte's just doing terrible at this, so I'll re-roll that. You're good. Okay, so I've used now two of your... Nice. I used one as well, so there's three gone. Okay. Done and done. I like it when I get to use NPCs to use your stuff to heal you guys so that I can use them with my other NPCs to kill you guys. Circle of life. It's pretty fun. All right, so Bear got to heal. Sophia can't heal because her injury has not been treated. Uh, Lavinia, she's not here. And I'll talk to Ashley later if she wants to wants to heal. We'll worry about her when she gets back in game. Uh, Hubert's good. Stekas, you, you're good, I think, too? Yes. All right. So we're like in super debt right now. She's effectively giving you guys. I mean, you guys have stuff though. You got like you got those yeah. opals that you could try to sell. Oh yeah, which would certainly cover this. So you've got the Sunbear group there, uh, or excuse me, the Sunbear Abbey is invested with marauders. Chadwick is over there. Uh, you don't know how to get in there. You do know that there were a couple people from the Sunbearers that managed to make it to town and that are staying in some of the tents uh, near Crafters Road. You've got. Uh, Loudon, who's trying to communicate with Gazella Trip to find a way to evacuate uh, some of the members of Verdum in a quiet way so as not to alert Conlon and or whoever has been coordinating or undermining uh, the efforts. Uh, but the messengers that he was sending have not returned. Uh, you've got, um, yeah, like those are the two, I guess, two big things, two big investigative efforts that you can kind of look into. Yeah. Since I can't go you know, talk to people because I'm horribly mutated, I'm going to ask Bear to go speak with the Sunbearer refugees and ask them if they remember seeing any uh, 
children when they were escaping. He's the best person for this too. He's got great yeah, rapport with him. Uh, someone else can do that. Uh, we don't get along too well. Yeah, look Clashing at me. of ideologies. I don't think they're going to take well to a bird. Or a, a mutated giant-headed twin coming out of his back, man. Oh, that's right. You have an egghead now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. We forgot, though. Forgot about I that. did not. Yeah, he got a mutation. But I need to roll another toughness test because of last night. Oh, you're still carrying the today. You would you would do another one today because you're still carrying the witchstone. Yeah, I don't know why it's happening character wise. Like I don't understand because I don't know anything about witchstone. So I'm just holding it because she told me to. I think Lavinia at a certain point and Charlotte can probably convey that carrying that stuff around unprotected is a really bad idea. Find a metal metal box like a lead box to put it in, and you'd be okay. I'll ask Bear to go get a lead box then. And try to do that. So we'll say Bear heads to Crafters Row. Find someone to buy the opals off during this strange time of impending doom. Someone wants to buy an opal, uh, and you get uh, you'll get plenty of money to cover your. I'll have to look up specifically the price. Uh, nice. Get me get an idea for that later. But you'll get plenty of money to cover bandages. Plenty of money to cover a lead box, uh, and you can bring that back. And that will resolve at least one of those problems. Um, if you want, the two of you can roll disguise tests. Uh, if you want to try to do a better job, and since you have time today, you can take your time with it. I know it's um, flip the fail, uh, but you can take your time with it at least to try to better um, set yourselves up to look decent. So I'll treat this as an easy test, uh, assuming Bear creates. You know, he goes and gets some stuff, but it's still going to be flipped to fail. Yeah, I'll try it. Okay. Sure. Why not? What could go wrong? You could fail. You mean like that? Yeah. Ooh, not quite. So, uh, Hubert, you do a decent job uh, with yours, but you, you do feel that as long as you don't speak to anybody like in a close face-to-face situation, you'll probably be okay. But if you ever tried to go up to somebody face to face there's like there's just no hiding the plumes uh, that are around your face but you've done a good enough job of covering up your legs and your arms and things like that so there's there's probably as long as a person's looking at you from a distance you're okay just got to be careful though uh coder you're having much more difficult with stekis because he just because every time you try to shift a bag just the, the the twin on your back just writhes and so it's just like something's constantly writhing uh, on your back um, it's it's a risk if you go out. Sometimes it's it's inert and not doing anything, but if it suddenly starts to move, then that's going to freak people out. So it's a risk. I'll be rolling chaos die to see if it does. So that's the danger for you guys to hit up. I think I'll go people watching as a bird. <laughs> I appreciate the irony there. What are we trying to accomplish today? Uh, definitely the idea of some info gathering. I want like Bear to hit up those Abbey people that arrived here. I guess since the recuperation isn't necessarily going to help us one way or the other, um, I could go and have that conversation. Yeah, you could eat up the tinctures. Lavinia can make some, by the way. There's no reason Lavinia, she's she's immobile, so she can't move, but she can still get like, you know, she can still gain access to like, you guys can still carry her there or something like that. So she could still potentially be useful in that regard. But like, I'm going to make the difficulty a little bit higher because she's going to be somewhat immobile. But you guys can move her to Charlotte's. Charlotte's place does have all the materials that would be needed for this. 
yeah, we'll put her to good use on the tinctures and then hopefully the Abbey is okay. Okay. So you spend some money to get whatever other ingredients that Lavinia doesn't already have. Uh, then uh, somebody probably helps her. Maybe Stekus and Charlotte try to do this as best they can, as quietly as they can. Um, and then the rest of you are helping the blind Zofia around town. Uh, she pops a tincture if you want to be able to see. Otherwise, you can still move. You just, uh, you're just blinded. It's up to you whether you want to pop one. If you do, take a corruption. Yes, I will take one. And eventually you track down uh, the small camp where there are some sunbearers and you recognize two of them. Uh, they're Madeline Zeiger, uh, Heather, the tour guide, uh, and then there's another that you don't that you don't recognize, um, who introduces himself as uh, as Avery, uh, and he is going around on like a some kind of crutch, and he credits Heather with pulling him out of the wreckage of a tower. I would say Heather and Avery are much more receptive to talking to you. Madeline is her usual awful self, uh, but at the same time, you guys still haven't found her brother. <laughs> Uh, and the two of you anyway, and Bear and Zofia. You'd expect nothing different from her. Also, uh, Victoria and Jasmina Stuber. However, Carl is not here uh, and uh, is apparently was at the uh, at the Abbey when the horrible stuff went down. He had sent Victoria and Jasmina back to town uh, shortly after last seeing you is what's explained to you. Didn't we see him on the way out? Uh, yeah. I was getting mad and cut down trees. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just were randomly cutting down trees and Carl had no idea what the hell you were doing. They were going to get like weapons and candy. Oh, a simpler time. Like a month ago. So what I do you want to, what do you want to talk to them about? Uh, we want to see if there were any other refugees that had come to the Abbey before they had to make their escape. Uh, Heather and Avery are the ones who do most of the talking. Madeline pipes up from time to time, but usually when she hops in, it's fairly judgmental and angry. Uh, but uh, in terms of refugees, yeah, Heather says, yes, there were um, several farmers uh, made it over to us uh, after their homes were attacked in the nights, And we helped them. And then we funneled folk here. And she points, and there's other people here too, but none that you would you would recognize. So there's probably about a dozen to 20 people that they managed to get out. A couple children, uh, but not Chadwick. We're also looking for a member of our party, uh, kind of a short, rotund fellow. Is there anyone else that came in that wasn't a local farmer that you knew? Madeline met Bruno, uh, and she says uh, that... So if you describe Bruno, you just say Bruno. She says uh, she doesn't recall, but she also, she was one of the last to get out. uh, And they managed to to get out as things were starting to fall. Once the northern towers went down, uh, they just started, people just started fleeing. Uh, A handful of folks stayed back to help get people to safety. So there's probably still about two dozen people there. Uh, Whether or not they're alive or dead, who knows? Uh, You did see some uh, alive when you were there you can get a good look because you didn't do like a super great scout you just kind of did a quick a quick look right uh but she doesn't recall seeing bruno but she also only saw waves of people coming in so if the, if bruno was with them if he was a prisoner there's probably no reason that bruno as a prisoner would have been on the front lines of their fight so it doesn't really make sense yeah we're 
hoping against hope that we might be able to locate them somewhere, um, trying to break into their encampments to find someone has seemed like a daunting task. So we're trying to run down any leads that we might have otherwise. Trying to think of anything else that they might, like other information that they would have or, because we've actually been to the Abbey more recently than they have. So Mm -hmm. we actually know more than they do about what's going on there. So, But they know more about the Abbey than you do. They live there. Some of them, like Madeline, were fairly high ranking. Are there ways in and out of the Abbey that maybe means of traveling that the Marauders wouldn't know about? So when you ask that, uh, both Heather and Avery, the two random NPCs that you know names of, uh, they're like, no, you know, that doesn't, no, it's just an Abbey. But then uh, I would say you catch out of the corner of your eye. Uh, Madeline has kind of a curious look on her face when you when you mention that, like she does a little bit of a double take that you just kind of catch since you took that tincture and you can see uh, as if she's holding something back. So I would kind of go over towards her and, you know, ask her to walk a few steps with me, you know, and just say that, you know, we were able to get here because we knew of the sewers and we were able to make a bit of a safe journey the last leg of our trip back in because of that knowledge and thinking that you might know more than the other folks about perhaps something similar at the Abbey. We don't have sewers at the Abbey yet. Someday, perhaps, once this rabble is dealt with, but there were certain underground locations that the abbess insisted on us keeping secret like heather and avery are like what are you talking about only the most devoted were privy to the information if you recall we had a bit of a schism i do remember in certain camp up north members needed to be questioned sometimes that questioning was better left out of the public eye Meaning that you have some type of jail cells or some such thing? Some such thing, yes. Would this be somewhere that there might have been knowledgeable folks that could hide out there? It's possible the abbess could have made her way there, but I'm not sure. It is not the orders I was given, so I don't know. Dalia, I would imagine, did her best to protect the abbess but it's possible. There's a there's a bit of a window, a cell window, built into the cliff. It's possible. Should they have the resources to... If they had the wherewithal to find themselves a rope of some sort, they could have potentially climbed down. It's a long way down, of course. If a certain adventurous and heroic sort were to fancy themselves explorers, they could... Perhaps get a boat and climb up and find their way inside. Assuming, of course, that the marauders have not found it yet. But I assure you, only three of us actually knew the proper way inside. And so the only reason that no one has gone back to do this at this point is that there were no orders to do so. Do I look like a, a warrior to you? The one we have is missing part of his leg, and Avery is missing his leg, like his foot is missing. He's like on that crutch, just like hopping around. The rest are right. just like 
they're just like pious farmers and stuff like that. Like you don't really have much here. I had not much considered myself a warrior either, but... Or an investigator either. How goes the investigation into my brother's disappearance? We have gathered some additional information since the last time we saw you. Various waystone sites and other such locations. We spoke with a witch that had some information about him last being known that he was going to be going into some caves. So we have not abandoned that search in have the midst of this. Have you gone into the caves after him then? Uh, no, we were fleeing marauders. I thought my father had solicited your services and given you a healthy advance. It's good to know that you uh, that you are so willing to just discard a contract as soon as something else catches your attention. When the something else is a civil war of sorts breaking out, we are doing our best to avoid such skirmishes and meet multiple goals when we can. So be it whatever you have to say to yourself that lets you sleep at night. You were given a task. You've clearly discarded it. You are a very, very disappointing hire. When the time comes, when the weather begins to thaw, I will contact my father and I will update him as to the failings of you and your group. I certainly hope that we haven't all been murdered by marauders and we might still be alive to write such letters at that time. We are within the walls. We are safe. You're being ridiculous now. These are quite murderous, large, dangerous individuals. That Is there anything not... else? I have other things to do today. Um, as always, it's the highlight of my day to have an interaction with you. Mm. Your sarcasm is noted. And she turns away and kind of goes back to whatever she was doing. So I'll inform everyone that there is possibly a, a hidey hole in the side of the cliff by the sun bearers and could be some important people there. Going to go be a boat boat lady and ride a boat, drive a boat, navigate a boat to the place and then climb up. Seems like a wonderful thing to do to get a little outside of the shitstorm that's going on right now. To go into the eye of the shitstorm. Well, now it's a good idea to go into Marauders. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll never they'll never know <laughs> like they'll never think we'll do this <laughs> all right so what's next i feel like defending town is moot and our play of action should be to figure something that's going on here and leave somehow there may be benefit to trying to go east because we have a pretty good idea we're assuming i suppose why the scouts that went off to the west didn't come back there could be other reasons why they're not coming back mm-hmm. but we also know the marauders were out that way. Um, going to the east, though, we do know that there are folks who have possibly a little bit of training and have actually been spending time planning. So we could also try to go out east and see if we can um, actually be a messenger and you know maybe get over to that group. Yes, yeah, so I think we regroup a bit, we get some supplies, start headed east, see what we can find out. All right, what do you want to do about Lavinia? She can't move. Unless she takes tinctures, she can't move. Mm-hmm. I can carry her. It's easier to use her to hide my squiggly, writhing mess out of my back if she's on my back hiding it, right? Possibly. And the question is, is how are you getting out? Uh, yeah, I think we just try and use the underground system again. Okay. Try and make our way out of town. Okay. Do you do, do, do you do it as Hubert, or do you try to do you try to uh, you know speak with Loudon or anything about this? Yeah, I think if we get Loudon. Maybe he wants to send out a message or something we can push along. Okay. Yeah, he could give us some more specific information about where exactly 
where exactly we're headed, any paths that may be better um, in case we run, in, run across anyone between here and there, um, like who he sent recently in case we run into any lost souls. Okay. So uh, you can track down Loudon a little bit later. Um, and with you guys suddenly deciding to leave, he's a little bit nervous at that. He's just like, well, okay. Um, I understand. Uh, uh, hopefully you'll remain in communication. You're some of the only people uh, at this point that I actually trust in town. Um, but I understand the need to uh, extricate yourselves from the situation. It's really not that we're trying to run. It's that we're trying to make ourselves as useful as possible. And it seems like it's a bit late to try to fortify walls. I mean, we would fortify walls if that seemed helpful, but would it seems like going and trying to get some trained and planned reinforcements may be the best way that we could support everyone. I understand. Um, helping. Uh, I, I understand. I, I, I was hoping perhaps to um, have your assistance in trying to uncover who might be communicating uh, or aiding the marauders. I'm not much of an investigator. How would you suggest to do that? Get close to Conlon. Uh, they must either, it could be him. Uh, he, he cert- I certainly can't do it. He'll immediately, he'll immediately know if I can observe him. And maybe you'll have a better time talking to Markov than I have lately. He just doesn't seem to want to converse anymore at all. And he always seems to have his own network of informants. Maybe he knows something I don't. We did have a good relationship with him when we were here briefly, previously. Mm, Markov has a good relationship with everybody. That's how he keeps in business. But he has been morose of late, and I worry what exactly that means. Uh, Often I see him disappearing into the back of his box elder into the kitchen, not a place he tends to congregate for very long. But um, but yes, I think it's uh, I, I think it's fair to say that either Conlon or someone close to him has certainly been part of this. If Conlon was the one who was organizing and leading the movement that overthrew Wilhelm's and the governor, the logic dictates that somebody within that movement also is the one who might be communicating with those to the north. But if you want to go, I can certainly give you uh, a message to convey. Uh, Zafia will confer with Bear um, and the rest of the group and you know, just say, it, before we try to get reinforcements, there could be a benefit to breaking this chain of communication that seems to be kind of funneling out of the town. And perhaps if we can break that first, then if we were able to bring folks back, it would be without... Uh, undermining and sabotage, perhaps it could make it more worthwhile. Would Bear, would you be up for trying to have a conversation with uh, Markov? Uh, yeah, it could be worth checking out. I'm sure it wouldn't take long. Uh, no offense to you, other two, but in your current state, <laughs> it seems less of a right, task so for either of you. We can always focus on the investigating spying part of it if your conversations don't lead anywhere? I will tell you that I have been, I've been suspicious of two individuals in particular. One, I think you know very well, Zofia Grizz. He has been 
growing increasingly aggressive, but I wonder if he has the brains to pull off such coordinated efforts. The other is the woman who is constantly on Condon's heels, Bianna, her name is. She doesn't speak much at all. Very strange figure. I have heard rumors that she is a student of the Arcane, and that often she and Conlin commune late into the evening in the apartment above his tailor shop. Is she the woman with the pink eyes? I believe so, yes. It's not pink eyes, it's just she was observed. Her, 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 her eyes were like flame, is from yes. what I've heard. Yes. Yes, we are familiar with her and know her to be a dangerous individual, actually. She has um, sat in on our council meetings, and despite our objections at it, she remains there, and Conlon will not listen to our objections. And Grizz is always at the door, waiting. Conlon says that he is a security agent, but I remember Grizz from the time he came out of prison and live within my dormitory, he has uh, not a particular great skill of observation or of uh, of combat, so I don't know why he would be a pick, but I guess he is loyal and he is a dog, so there's that. If there are others, I don't know, but those two uh, of note are very suspicious. Well, Grizz actually, has, um, in a vengeful sort of way, has uh, quite an eye for me since I returned. We had our scuffles a few months back and he i wonder if we may be able to use that to our advantage since he keep seems to be tailing me and keeping an eye on me i wonder if maybe we might be able to lure him into a trap or something to possibly try to take him out at some point that would be most enjoyable (laughs) (laughs) and he says when you're all ready to leave come see me uh, and i will show you a safe, I believe, anyway, way out of town, and I will draft a communication for Gazella for you to deliver. Loudon, I hate to be indelicate, but you had indicated earlier that you thought that Conlon and possibly Grizz were um, out to get you, and you thought that your life was in danger. Oh, it's I'm fairly certain of it. Might there be some wisdom to you sharing that information about the safe passage and the message with us now, in case at such time that we want to circle back to this conversation, something awful may have already happened. Hate to be how very practical, self-serving. You have very little confidence in me. It is I who have survived the last thirty days <laughs> in this pit of vipers, mind you. But we are exceedingly hopeful that. Our efforts will only help to keep you alive. But I would hate for such information to... If you need to know, I will show you one of several ways. And so um, he will take you and he will show you to a secret little sewer access panel, a uh, little little uh, ladder going down that is uh, behind his the little goat farm. Do you remember the goat farm in the back of his dormitory? There's the stables and stuff. It's right back there. There's like a little hidden way down that's kind of obscured from vision of the dormitory. Uh, Head down here. Look for uh, the scrapings on the walls that look like waves. Follow. Every time you see one of those, make a left. Left at the waves. Got it. Good on you, boy. And then he's gone. 
forever. What was the message? What was what message? Oh, right. I have to write it up. Jeez, you are just... <laughs> so what's the plan? Well, we have connections with Markov. We can easily talk to him. Start but, there, then. Yeah. Bear, are you up for uh, chatting with Markov with me? Yeah, we can do this again. Was this the box elfier guy? Oh, oh yes. Are we going to do this worst, again? The worst conversation ever. Are we going to have the worst conversation in the history of the world again? Part two. I don't think Sophia was involved in it, though. No. That was, uh, that, I think that was Coder, Josh, and Keith. Do, yes. do you know about some weapons? Have you heard about these guns? <laughs> no, no, no. It was Long. Long, long yeah. was there. That's right. Yeah. Do, do you know about these secret guns? Have you seen these guns? <laughs> oh, man. It was so awful. The look on Keith's face when that was happening was so great. It just looked like he was just getting, oh, God. He was like seeing the worst thing, the most embarrassing thing. All right. So you head over. So who's heading to the box elder to speak to Markov? That's it. Just Bear and Sophia. I would like to like be in an alleyway in case something happens and they have to run away. Okay. I can help. Uh, all right. Roll a stealth test. Is it dark? No. No, no. It's only been a couple hours. And then Hubert, what are you going to be doing? You're just going to watch the town activity wise. See what's going on. Okay. 52. You're going to go around town. And you're, are you just like rumor mongering? Are you talking to people or are you just observing, Hubert? Uh, more observing. I don't okay. want people to panic at my sight. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a general awareness test. We'll see what you find. I failed. Yeah. You uh, you wander around a bit. Um, I would say you observe kind of a, a certain sense of uh, apprehension and concern uh, around people from time to time. Uh, you notice over by the jail. Uh, that uh, you used to work at by the warden barracks. Uh, you can see Sonia and Gus, who don't see you because uh, you don't necessarily make yourself known, or at least they don't obviously see you. Uh, and you uh, you can see them kind of bringing stuff into the jail and then occasionally leaving. It's kind of odd that they would be doing it themselves, uh, but it looks like they're just carrying like baskets with like something over top of them. Uh, over by the the landing office, you can see that there's still about five people with those blue bands on their arms that are sitting outside or standing outside this building uh, that's being used as its own kind of separate jail uh, for the folks that are inside. Um, you can see every now and then a certain like window uh, on the second floor where someone passes by. So there's definitely people inside. And down... Uh, by the docks, when you kind of look down at them, uh, you can see that uh, there are a few people milling about. Uh, some are, uh, some look to be talking about a boat. It looks like they almost like they're having some kind of nego- negotiation over this like ten foot long boat. Um, there's like an argument that's transpiring. Getting any closer though would be uh, pretty obvious. Uh, but that's really all you see. Okay. So when you all get over to the box elder, uh, you go inside. Uh, and it's got that same kind of reluctant celebration jovialty going on as there's people who are drinking day drinkers. Uh, there's a lot of nervousness that's going down. Um, there's uh, there's a, some sounds coming from the second floor. Uh, looks to be a card game or two or a dice game in the back. Uh, and uh, it's pretty sparse. Maybe a be 10 people in total that you can see uh, in here. A uh, familiar bartender, she's at the, she's behind the counter. You can see that uh, Markov is at the end of the bar. 
uh, and he is uh, sipping away on one of his brews. I'll sit next to him and order a beer. So he looks at you. A uh, brilliantly salesman-like smile comes on his face. Excellent choice. And then as if his heart wasn't really in it, his energy kind of goes down. And he gets back to, to drinking. Uh, I'll ask him if he's got a minute to chat about what's been going on. As far as I understand it, we have uh, a few minutes left before we're all just run over and slaughtered. But yes, what um, what can what I is, do for you? Uh, what we've come to understand. Has anything like this happened in the past with the Marauders? Nothing like this. We've never seen them come in mass south of Sturgevala. They've raided course here and there. We didn't know that they were so organized. That's a new thing. Yeah, that's Great. what we were concerned about. It's like, how would they know the exact moment that this whole coup happened? Would you happen to know anything about, like, the inside here? Like, the people that threw it over? Anyone that's, like, a traitor, almost? Oh, uh, you're asking me if I know if there's a traitor among a bunch of traitors who overthrew... <laughs> I think they're all traitors, technically. That's a fair point. Sophia's gonna anyone doing it for like a different reason. Everyone's got be free. their own reasons, I suppose. Some of them, some of them just hated the son of a bitch on the mountain. Others were just bored and get very boring up here. And others, everyone's got their own motivations. I'm sure. But uh, what are you asking me exactly? Sophia's gonna kind of lean in. Oh God, woman! What happened to your face? <laughs> Um, I saw you we, yesterday. You looked fine. Now your head looks like an elephant stomped on it. Um, Did you just rub feces in your eyes? What the hell? They're all so red. That would be courtesy of Grizz. Oh. Our local and friendly special secret security force or something, whatever that fool's calling himself these days. He seems to take this job title quite seriously and assumes that gives him quite a bit of authority to make his own plans and rules. And when did that start? Let him start like overseeing? Fairly soon after the new town council was formed. Uh, he has been in lockstep with Cornlin since the beginning. What did he do before this? Oh, before this, I think he was just a laborer. He just worked in the he might have worked in the sewers. Not a particular skill set or knowledge base to... Have you had a conversation with him? I'm pretty sure he doesn't uh, doesn't even know where his ass is to wipe it after he takes his shit. I would not disagree. So it's it seems odd that he would be put in such a position of authority. I don't think... He doesn't have any actual authority. Like, we we didn't approve anything. Sonia and Gus were in charge of town security and... He just thinks he is in charge of things. He, I don't know. He's had some. He, he goes around calling himself bodyguard, security agent, special agent Grizz. He's got a different title every day, but he mm. is not there for my security or anyone else's. He's just there for clearly Cornland's. not mine. The the question did that actually, he he did this to you. Indeed, he did. You are far worse, uh, less capable than I thought you were. That moron and buffoon did that to you were you drunk no just um unlucky oh the question that i was actually wanting to ask you was we had been 
actually up in the direction of the governor's nest when some of this had started. And so we had run into some of the uh, other folks that had been aiding this uh, particular overthrow. And, and I was wondering, have have we seen hide or hair of them since this happened? What folks are you referring to? I don't, I, I don't. You're being so... Who bloody cares anymore? Just say what you mean. The Umbat Noor. Oh, no, we haven't seen anyone of that here. There's silly mask-wearing fools playing dress-up out in the woods. But it, it seemed like they were quite instrumental, especially in what with happened up in the governor's nest. And it's curious that they didn't want to be part of this town. I mean, what could possibly have been in it for them to be a part of this? I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'm not a scholar. I've never spoken with Umbat. I don't know anything. Perhaps the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Perhaps they they harbor some ancient hatred of the Rhine that they're now beginning to get their revenge on some lowly fourth son of a fourth son who's been sent at the ass end of nowhere. I don't know. Might it then not be too much to comprehend that maybe they have also joined sides with the Marauders um, to finish the task at hand, to completely... Did you this area out? see the Umbat Noor when you were out there? You were out there, weren't you? That's what I've heard, heard. You are brave your way up north looking for some child or some such. Didn't find the child from what I hear. No, but uh, not. did you see them? I don't believe we have seen them since that day. And no one here has seen them since that day either. Ah, and they never set foot in the town fear that whatever they wanted was up in the governor's nest and they got it whatever it might be from what i've mm. heard from what i heard rumor has it that the governess got away we all assume the governor was taken so maybe they just wanted him and he was such a lovely man too can't see why they why they wouldn't have wanted his safety i'm being sarcastic of course he's he was he was an awful man very selfish We've not been here for that long, but we... It feels gathered. great to be able to say that, by the way. For the longest time, we couldn't say that. Uh, watch, watch. The governor was a fucking buffoon. <laughs> and look at this. No one cares. It's been a month and no one even... Governor? Where's a governor? I'm surprised Colin hasn't even taken that title himself. Now, this place is a shithole and it's going, going down the drain. If you had any brains, you would get the hell out of here. What happened to your pirate friend, by the way? The one with the, the hat. And Zofia will look sort of crestfallen at that and say that, in fact, when we were up towards the governor's nest and had our run-in with the Umbat Noor, uh, there was a skirmish there with various forces and he was killed. That's a pity. I could have used a man with his knowledge, his skill set, right about now. Knowledge of the seas or such? A thing? Perhaps. I am a boat woman. You're a boat woman? What the hell's a boat woman? Half boat, half woman. Was your father a galley and your and your mother <laughs> a human? I am indeed a boat woman. Are you? I had some sort of rumor about that. So. Uh, and you are... He kind of like it's being super coy. So you are familiar with how to run a ship on the open sea navigate that sort of thing 
I am quite skilled at navigation. I am generally skilled at uh, repairing boats as well, and I'll sort of give Bear a look. Okay. <laughs> Most of the repairs are already done. Looking for some, perhaps, to help uh, operate it, should um, things go as southward as they appear to be going. A escape path is always a welcome new bit of information. There could be Where's room to go. Failing Isle. Oh, God, no. Why would <laughs> I go to that place? All sorts of sickly folk there. I'm sure if we go there, we'll probably never leave. So, no. I think we're going north, Punked. And then further east, maybe. We'll see. We'll see where the winds take us. I have an old buffoon who's trying to insist that he's captain. But I think he just never really ran a ship before in his life. Mostly just fish from the dock, as far as I know, through netting and such. I don't really have a true sailor amongst them, but if you're telling me you could lend a hand, there could be room when we're ready to part. I have two of them to offer. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And the rest of your, you, um, bear. Bear, yeah. Are you familiar with how to sail? I can row some oars. It's not that kind of ship. But I suppose a laborer or two wouldn't be bad. Um, you can fix repairs, things like that. Yes, I'm pretty good with woods and all that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Kind of looks around, motions you two inward. I have come into the possession of a ship. Not one of these tiny little boats which we have down here at the docks that little kitties go in and row 30 yards out. A good, honest ship. Mast, sails. Don't ask me the name. I don't know one ship from the other. I have a few old folks who have shown some usefulness in repairing it. It is not docked here, for obvious reason. There might be a time, and that time might be soon, when I will be finding a different path in my life and getting the hell off this ruin seems ruin is coming here, and uh, I don't want to be here when it arrives. So, once repairs are complete and I receive word, I will be gone. Unless circumstances around here radically change out of nowhere. If the two of you are as capable, or at least half as capable as I hope you are, perhaps you could be useful. Sophia will lean in and ask if the invitation could be extended at all. We have a few folks who have, in the course of our travels in the wilderness, fought some demons. Yes, yes, you have friends and such. They have mutations that make it near impossible for them to live in civilization. I don't fucking care. Are they useful on a ship? If they are, wonderful. I don't care if they have four eyes and six penises they're useful in the ship. If they're not, no thank you. They are, of course, useful individuals. Right. On the ship, they know how to navigate. They can... Whatever you sailors do. I don't I don't know how to do anything. No, but I, I believe that I would be able to inform them of what to do, and they would be happy to follow orders. So they don't know anything, is what you're saying. So, okay. So they're not useful. Got it. Understood. No, there's no room for them. 
the two of you I will take. It's fine. You can come. You can hammer things and you can help us sell. That is, that's the offer. We'll keep that in mind for sure. Just also so, so you know, um, others may have some idea that you are about to leave. You spoke with Loudon, I assume. Yes, he's been like a lost uh, lost puppy looking for a new owner. He's been humping my leg pretty much deadly for the past two weeks. Poor fool. Just wanted you to know in case you wanted to throw suspicion off that there is at least one individual who thinks that you may have found a way to depart. And if I did, so what? The only ones who know anything of fact, they're on the ship already. And I can trust them not to say anything. I'm not concerned about Loudon. I'm not concerned about Conlon. These two are just finally playing in the realm that I have been living in for my whole life. They think they know what they're doing. I am four, five, fourteen steps ahead of them. Sounds like you have quite the plan, then. I have information. I have men and women in my employ who collect information for me, and I, in turn, reward them for that information. I have others who have particular skills, such as yourselves, that when the time comes, I manage to put those skills to good use. I am a businessman and a pragmatist. I'm going to survive this. If you choose to do that, then you will join me, and you will keep your mouth shut. If more people learn about this, I will know that it likely comes from you. And if your friends can't be useful in the ship, then to hell with them. I don't care. There are plenty of other people here on Vodum I've known longer and like more, and I'm still leaving them behind because they're not useful. Pragmatism. Sophia will look to Bear and see if there's anything else that he wanted to say before we end. I guess on a closing note, do you know where Conlon would be at this time? If he's not in there, he's probably at his shop. Still, he says, likes to feel the fabric or some such. It keeps him in touch with who he is. That's what he says. He's a fool, honestly. But, uh, I think he gets that from his mother, his father being who he was, after all. Was his father someone important? <laughs> his father liked to have considered himself some sort of political activist or some such. He was going to overthrow the monarchy. Yay. Yes. Oh, so it runs in the family. Oh, I, I wonder if the fate will run. Uh, Emery, I believe, was uh, courted, drawn, whatever they call it. They put his head one place and his arms elsewhere. I'm sure once winter breaks, if Verdum still exists and Conan is still in, uh, intact, the first monarchy ship to get out, he will likely do the same. He'll be fish food. But we'll be long gone, hopefully, on our way eastward to North Punk, to Evermore's, and whatever else lies there. Ooh, yeah, that is sounding more and more enticing by the day. So you might hear from us sooner than later. <laughs> Good. And understand that this is a time-sensitive offer. Completely understood. I guess we'll finish my beer and be on my way. We'll make sure he knows how to reach us and send a message. <laughs> I've I've been able to send you a message and find you since the minute you stepped onto the docks. Don't insult me. Very good at my job. Information is my job. I know everything that goes on here. I knew... Of the insurgency months before it even began. Do you happen to also know any information that could be useful in any sort of defense here? Nah, we're fucking screwed. Do you want, uh, meaning how to 
suddenly create stone walls, metallic gates, palisades, towers, crenellations, whatever words are. No, no, I don't know how to instantaneously just make them magically appear. Well, how about this? Do you, since you have been working a plan for yourself for exit, um, for the sake of individuals that may be staying here, would you perhaps know of information that could be useful in one way or another persuading Conlon that an evacuation would be a better strategy than remaining here in town for most certain slaughter? I would say whatever I could at Conlon if I thought his ear were free to listen to others, but someone else has had his ear this whole time, and I doubt she will relinquish control of it any time soon. Do you know of any information about uh, Bianna that would be any useful? Oh, uh, she's some awful, terrible witch, turns people inside out and such. I'm pretty sure she was the one who was murdering my prostitutes some months back, yes. She actually attempted to murder him, and Sophia will point to bear. I don't care. So it seems the only way to change Conlon's mind would be to remove her from the equation. Good luck with that. I'm pretty sure she's in league with the ones outside anyway. That would explain something. I suppose. Listen, a bit of unsolicited advice from you for you all from a person who has managed to survive here a lot longer than you have. It's time for you to pick a lane. It's time for you to take a choice. Do you stay here and help defend or do you just get the fuck out? I have realized after careful study and consideration it's time for us to just leave. If you choose to say, good on you, how noble and wonderful of you. I'm sure the heavens, when they accept your bodies and your souls, they will reward you with some sort of stupid abstract gifts that have been meant to control people all these times. But you all are warfooting. You're asking me questions about protecting the town, you're asking me questions about Conlon, and I'm giving you a lifeline off this god-awful place. Clearly, I have misjudged you, and you are not the pragmatists ready to leave that I thought you were. Oh no, I myself would be happy to take you up on that offer, but there are people who will remain here. There's going to be people who are going to remain here, and there are going to be people who die It's going to happen. Why do you still care about it? Don't be a fool. Oh, God. You are exhausting. Exhausting. Then I will finish my drink and see if Bear is ready to go. Oh, yeah, I already left. (laughs) (laughs) I will turn around to see that Bear is still there and realize he's gone. gone. Yes. Anyway, again, Uh, pick a lane. Go ahead, Bear. Yeah, I wanted to peek into like the meeting room just to see if Colin was here, like he said. No, there's no one in there. There's a couple. There's a couple poker games and stuff going on. The, the council might meet later, but it doesn't look like they're meeting now. Oh yeah, just head outside and wait for Zofia. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, with that information, you all reconvene once again, uh, probably making Charlotte's or the clinics your home base of operations. Uh, night has come. Uh, it's well, at least sunset has come. You all kind of share whatever information you want to share, and uh, we will make plans on what you're going to do uh, next episode. <laughs>